everything starts in the gut. That's one mm. thing I learned in naturopathic medical school. You always want to look at the gut. You're just a big walking bacteria, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just said, so you know. The first time I smoked weed, I said that. Okay, random Shanina Brilliant. thought. I was like, we're just like one big bacteria. I was like one of those really intellect smart smokers. Everyone was like, oh gosh. How many times did you chew your scrambled breakfast this morning? The word I would use to describe my chewing in the car this morning was inhaling. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Welcome to another episode of 8020. I'm Georgia Sinclair. This is Shanina Shike, and today we have another wonderful guest with us. We have Dr. Sam. She is a naturopathic doctor with her own concierge medical practice in Los Angeles. Welcome, Dr. Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're happy to have you. We're very excited you're here. I feel like we have a lot to talk about. We did have do a little bit of chatting off air before we started the cameras today. You're an interesting person. You have a lot of layers. Like I feel like you have this this conversation is going to go in a lot of different directions mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone's going to get a lot out of it. You better keep up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you're a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. What is that? Okay, so naturopathic medicine is basically we go to four years of medical school, but it's naturopathic medical school. And the basis of that is that you really focus on vitalism, so the vitality of the body. The first two years of medical school are just like regular medical school. You do all the biology, biochemistry, anatomy, like all those sciencey courses. Mm -hmm. But the last two years, we really focus on looking at the body and healing it from a natural perspective. So looking at herbs, looking at diet, lifestyle, spiritual health, looking at all the ways that we could prevent illness. And if there is illness developing, we look at how can we reverse it by really removing the obstacles to cure and giving the body what it really needs. Wow, um, I was just saying before that, I'm like, you're my doctor. I yeah. have a very <laughs> natural approach with um, how I endorse or look at medicine. Um, I, I loved your mantra about when you do have new clients and how, what's like the first question you ask them when they do come in? Yeah, so we, we talk about a lot of different things, so their goals, but really before we even go into what we're gonna do together and talk about what's going on, I always say, if you picture yourself, how do you want to be, how do you want to feel, and how do you want to live? Mm -hmm. Like really go within your body. What does that healthy person feel like? Can you even picture that, right? We really dive into when people come, they're like, they have a whole list of things that are going wrong for them. Mm -hmm. And I really want to get them to a place where before we go and talk about that whole list, can they picture themselves as a healthy person? What does that mean to them? For me, healthy and vibrant might have a completely different picture than what it does for you or what it does for you, right? Mm. So I wanna understand them and then help them get to that place. I love that. How do you feel and how do you wanna be? I'm interested. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> no one's ever asked me that. Really? <laughs> no they one's should. ever. I know, thank you for asking me. Honestly, for me, the biggest thing that I work on every day is how can I be at peace? Mm -hmm. And for me to have energy, when I feel depleted, it's really when I'm not at peace. When my mind is going in all these different directions of I have to fix this, I have to do this, and I'm not in the present moment, that's when I feel tired, that's when a headache comes on, that's when I hold tension in my mm. neck and I get neck pain. Wait, that's why we have neck pain. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's it. it is. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it it's like there's so many layers to health. So for me, the ultimate goal for me in the morning is setting the tone 
and getting myself to that place, like how can I always return back to peace? Mm-hmm. How can I return back to joy? What does that feel like for me? It's when I can accept whatever is in front of me and show up in a non-reactive way, just accept it, not try to change anything, but work with what's in front of me. Yeah. It's hard work. It's really interesting <laughs> with the naturopath approach, how important it is to absorb good feelings and energy. And it mm-hmm. really takes a toll on like your body and how you, you know, how you be in the world. For me, stress is mm-hmm. a big problem. Well, was a big problem, but I'm dealing with it, anxiety, all yeah. those things. But again, like what Georgia was saying, like I get a lot of like issues with like my trap shoulders areas and I like I get like what's the word I'm looking for? It's like very tense. tense. Yeah, me too. Really tense. Yeah. And then it affects my whole mood mm-hmm. and I can't pick up the baby as much. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't even get out of bed. It's true. I mean, to be fair, he's very heavy. He's, <laughs> he's very heavy. He's in the 90th percentile or something. He's yeah, huge. I think he's even bigger <laughs> than that. But, um, yeah, stress-free. Like, stre- what, like, have you noticed that in your practice as well? Like stress is like, yes. A big, no, no. <laughs> a big component is stress gets in the way of us living a vital life, right? Typically when we're stressed out, we're not accepting what's in front of us and we're stressing about how we can change it. Like anxiety, for example, I'm sure you guys have heard this. When we're anxious, we're constantly thinking about what's gonna happen in an hour or tomorrow, we're not in the present. When we're depressed, we're really thinking about what has happened in the past. So again, it goes back to not being present. I'll give you an example, it's actually my own health. Um, Last year, I was really stressed out, going flying back and forth a lot, but also I was stressed out and just not speaking and acknowledging what was stressing me. I ended up in the hospital with the worst neck pain, like to the point that I couldn't change my own clothes. I was like, there's something wrong with my neck. Wow. I, I never go to the hospital because thank God I haven't had a situation that has led me there, right? Mm. So I ended up in the hospital because the pain was probably 15 out of 10. Ooh. My mom drove me to the hospital and like when she was going over the bumps, I want to explain how bad the oh pain my gosh, was. I know how it is. I like yeah. I, I was like screaming from yeah. pain because there was so much muscle tension. And mm-hmm. when they looked into it, they did X-rays, imaging. Like it's muscle tension, and I was like, oh. yeah, like I swear I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like that's how extreme stress can get. And all of us hold it in different parts of our body. And I see that with my patients. Again, I see that with myself, knowing all the stuff I know. It's still, we're human beings. We're not perfect. That's why I love the title of your podcast, by the way, the 80-20. I talk about the 80-20 rule with my patients all the time. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. No one is perfect. There is 80-20 ratio of how you want to live your life. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, going back to your question, stress is a major thing that comes up. It could affect your digestion. It could affect headaches, muscle tension, anything, chronic pain, anxiety. Wow, this is so interesting listening to this because, I mean, both Shanina and I, as we said, struggle with muscle pain mm-hmm. acutely. Yeah. And it probably really is just stress. What techniques can you recommend for people to deal with muscle pain that comes from stress? I mean, if if it comes from the stress you're holding, just get back to the present moment. Look at what's going on. I typically, I run people through a meditation where they'll squeeze, let's say, let's say they hold stress there. We'll do a body scan mm-hmm. where they go from their feet up to their head, pay attention to every single area, breathe through it. Where, and then that's when they first create awareness of where they're holding their tension. Let's say it's their shoulders. Then we'll have them squeeze it harder and then completely release. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> you saying that, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> uh, technically, like, yeah. last week, I, and even here on the pod, I couldn't even sit up straight. I was wow. in so much pain. Yeah. I couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah. And I text Georgia. I was like, I don't even know I'm going to get. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm like, I have to see a chiropractor, like, today. Yeah. And Shout out to Dr. Justin. Yeah. He, he has helped us a lot. Helps so, a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my spine is just completely off as well. Mm. But I also just hold the tension there and he's like yeah. you need to get massages you need yes. to stress, like something it's just it's a story I believe like with mm. your stress is a story with all of that and we need to yeah something I'm working on but yeah when you did say that I had a triggering moment sorry <laughs> <laughs> and that's just on the physical level with mm. like the mm. paying attention and then squeezing it a little harder and releasing it that helps with the muscle release but the stories we tell ourselves the things that we hold that has to go or else, right? We yeah. keep bringing that stress back to that same location. So you believe we hold the stories in different parts of our bodies? Yes. Really? Yes. That's so interesting. Yeah. Even now that I'm studying traditional Chinese medicine, the yes. energetic aspect of traditional Chinese medicine, they believe that disease formation comes from our thought forms. So these thought forms and these stories that we tell ourselves, they create clusters and those clusters create disease in the body, whether it's in the form of muscle tension, in the form of tumors, in the form of different things that show up in the body. So wow. of course, you got to remove those things, right? Let's say if there's a tumor, you have to address it on the physical level. But how come we see cancer come back for so many people? It's because they're not dealing with the thought forms that have created them in the first place. Honestly, this this makes a lot of sense to me. I had a brain tumor as a kid. It's wow. been successfully removed mm -hmm. and I'm totally fine now. But yeah. When I asked the doctor what caused this, there mm -hmm. was no answer. Mm -hmm. But I did have a lot of trauma in my childhood. Mm. So, you know, it would not, I mean, yeah, it, could be. it makes sense. Yeah. I think for my mum was uh, dealing with something cancerous as well. And I t she's very, very stress, uh, st excuse me, she's very stress driven. Oh, mm -hmm. Kimmy. She is, unfortunately. Kimmy, you need to meditate. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, the only time she's quite happy is being around my little boy <laughs> and me. But um, yeah. no, but it is. It has a huge factor to it. And I believe, like, stress brought that upon her, unfortunately, in so many ways. It's like it, it, the inflammation in the body. Like, mm -hmm. I've dealt with that. I've had a situation in my life after my divorce. I was getting, like, cystic acne all over my face. Mm -hmm. um, and it would not go away. And it was so, like, was, I was stressed in so many ways and I was so sad until I, funny enough, made that decision to move on in this situation, like, kind of got papers signed and we were getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. It went away. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So powerful. Crazy. If that isn't proof, I don't know what is. No, it was really, like, magical weird, but, yeah, until it was, like, a release yeah. and all, that decision was made, it, was, it started going away. Is I it, believe it. Yeah, it's really, really, um, and I, I believe it as well. Um, it's, it's curious. It's very, you know, it's yeah. intriguing. Yeah, because it's all multifaceted. There's so many layers, right? Mm -hmm. And your skin shows what's going on internally as well. Mm -hmm. And one thing I do want to say about stress too, there are there's always going to be stress in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. It's how we respond to it. Mm -hmm. And some of us are addicted, like thrive on stress, and we're like, oh because we don't want to really sit in the present and the peace of what is. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate too. But I need to stop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know people that mm-hmm. work like that. Yeah. It's the only way they feel like things get done. Yeah. A lot of ADHD people mm. operate like that. It's like we have to sort of – we work really well under pressure, so everything gets less, left to the last minute. Yeah. And then just – then it's like, ah, but then you get it done and it kind of yeah. motivates you, but it's not good. And you get that rush of yeah. these uh, – endorphins you're like yes yeah i did it so (laughs) So i want to talk about gut health yes you are an expert in gut health thank you is that sort of the center (laughs) focus of well i mean that's how i found you because i'm fascinated in learning more about gut health and i found you uh through aggie lyle's page yes she's wonderful she is um and she talks a lot about gut health which is what led me to you and i i mean i love everything that i've heard you say so is would you say that's the center of your practice yes So a lot of my patients come to me because they have gut issues. And even if they don't come to me with gut issues, in the first visit, we talk about their microbiome. We talk about their gut. We talk about from the time they were born till now, what have they been exposed to? And how are are their bowel movements? How many poops do they have daily? Because that affects what shows up on your skin, Mm -hmm. right? Everything starts in the gut. That's one Mm -hmm. thing I learned in naturopathic medical school. We always want to look at the gut. So we're made of bacteria. Our gut holds a lot of bacteria, trillions and trillions. Like we're more microbes than we are human. Wow. So human genes. So you're just a big walking bacteria, everyone. Exactly. (laughs) Just so you know. The first time I smoked weed, I said that. (laughs) Okay, random Shanina thoughts. Brilliant. I'm not lying. The first time I smoked weed. That was my one way. I was like, we're just like one big bacteria. I was like one of those really intellect smart smokers. Everyone was like, oh gosh, shouldn't have <laughs> yeah, yeah. had her smoke. Yeah, yeah. That's but nice. I was, <laughs> um, yeah, and I was, okay, I was 22, guys. I was, yeah. I was a late bloomer, but yeah. You were a late bloomer. Yeah, I was like, how old are you? 16, 17? No, You're brilliant. 20, no, 22. Okay. No, but I believe. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, so then going back to the gut, right? If we're not, that's where we detox a lot, mm. right? If we're not having regular bowel movements, if we're not digesting our food probably, probably, properly, (laughs) then we're probably not absorbing our nutrients if we're not absorbing and digesting our food properly. And, um, and then with pooping, right? It, it's such an important thing to talk about. There's people that don't what do you have mean? a bowel. Women don't poop. <laughs> I know. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so there are people that don't have a bowel movement like for a week. Like they yeah. have one once a week. I cannot believe that. Right? Heard, I, I can't believe that. And I have come across some people like I haven't gone to the toilet in three days four days five days and then they said it's a regular thing for them if I I travel I can go like two weeks what? No, oh, like, no it's terrible. We need to make you no. an appointment ASAP. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> we much, need to talk. I'm much better now, but I remember like in my early 20s, and I think it was, I actually heard this, I think it was on Aggie's podcast, mm. where she talked about um, stress associated with travel and feeling uncomfortable and yeah. that making you hold on to it yeah. and not going, not go to the bathroom. And I remember going on a three-week vacation with my boyfriend in my early 20s and I could not go to the bathroom for like two weeks. And it became like a whole thing. He was really funny. And it became a whole thing on our vacation. He's like, <laughs> is it time? And I remember we finally got to the, the Maldives. Actually, I'm going to have to tell the whole story now. Yeah. It's yes, now we need to know. So we went to the Maldives <laughs> and we're staying at this stunning resort in one of those overwater uh, villas, right? Mm-hmm. Private everything, private pool, private everything. So we... 
we go to breakfast and we're on the golf buggy on the way back from breakfast. And I'm like, oh, he goes, what? I said, it's time. He's like, it's time. I said, it's time. After two weeks, he's like, oh, my God. And he turns around to the driver and goes, step on it. So anyway, we, go, <laughs> we get back to this overwater villa and I go into the bathroom. And as I'm going to the bathroom, I turn around to him. I'm like, hey. He goes, what? I said, I know you like to spend all your time with me and stuff. He's like, yeah. I said, but I'm going to really need you to leave me alone <laughs> yeah. for the next 10 minutes. I need you to give me some space and leave me alone. This yeah. is my time mm -hmm. and I, I might take 10 minutes, I might take 30, but don't <laughs> knock. Yeah. He's like, okay, I can do that. I was like, good. So I went into the bathroom. Five minutes later, oh, no. I said, I told you. He's like, I oh, know, but I really need to go. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to hold on. Like, you know, you know how long this has been going on for me. He's like, oh, fuck, okay. So he, he comes back in five minutes later. He's like, no, seriously, I need to go. I said, no, 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 nah, you know the deal. Get out of here. So then the knocking stops. I, find, I go outside and I see him butt naked in the swimming pool. Just <laughs> no, <laughs> just laughing. I was like, what happened? Where did you go? And he's giggling, pointing out to the ocean. He's like, look at that school of fish. <laughs> Oh my God, no. So we're really sorry to anybody uh, who was holidaying in the Maldives. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't kidding. About 15 years ago, he, uh, he went for a swim and fed the fish. Oh, so you, you have good energy. You're just um, synced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poop synced. Well, okay. You know what? Probably in all fairness, like where was it going from the bathroom anyway? <laughs> Yeah. In that villa, it was but why, out to the ocean. Why with travel though, we get so bound up. Like, I mean, does that digestive? happen to you, Shanina? Two weeks, absolutely not. Not two weeks, <laughs> but do you get like stuck on travel when you're traveling? Um, I feel the plane has some effect on mm -hmm. our bowel movement, and yeah. it's pretty like we were probably not drinking enough water. Yeah, on the plane anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, always after effects. It's pretty, and I. Well, before Zai, it's like every week I was like on a plane. Yeah. Um, so having the gut vitamin something, mm -hmm. <laughs> smooth move something like yeah. that. <laughs> smooth, 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 move. smooth move tea. But it's just like it causes like stress on your body though too, yeah. I feel like. You just feel so yucky and yeah. I feel bloated and yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel good about myself. Yeah, I would say with flying, number one thing is dehydration. Okay. The airplane dehydrates you even more. And then a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to drink water because I don't want to go to the bathroom on the flight. Mm. So then they don't drink water. You need to drink like extra water while you're flying. Is it true flying. that you lose about, I mean, I, I'm Australian, so I think in liters. Is it true you lose about a liter of water an hour flying? I heard that. I don't know the facts, but <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. It's a lot though, it's, right? You do lose water. And yeah. you know, your skin is dry. Like everything mm. gets dry yeah. after flying too. But uh, but I think it's one of it is dehydration. Some people don't eat well while they're traveling. They're not on their regular routine. And some people, if they're traveling with a new partner, they're like shy about pooping. So yeah. like yeah. emotionally, they're like, I'm yeah. gonna make sure I don't poop because yeah. I'm uncomfortable. They're not relaxed about it because everyone poops. But I every <laughs> girl has that problem with yeah. a girl. Yeah. I, yeah. Everyone. Every girl. All of like, us. I had a girlfriend, she was away yeah. with 
um, a guy and she was like, I don't know how to go to the bathroom. And I was like, yeah. you have to go to the bathroom. These are the conversations that women have. I'm like, you, you go to the reception, you go to reception and you pick up a package. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. In the jungle in Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you go to the tree and you dig a hole. <laughs> I have an important phone call I have to take. Yeah. But it's funny how men don't feel like they need to do that. Like, like, right? They'll poop with the door open and like you've been dating them three minutes. Let's like, normalize it. Your mind. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to normalize it for a woman yeah. to just be okay and just go. But hey, our, we, yeah. we don't. So. Hate to burst your bubble, guys, but girls do, in fact, go to the bar. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they can wear those cute little bikinis. Yes, so, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, so gut health. Yeah. Do you believe that's the center of everything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What things can it affect? It could affect anywhere from your skin. Well, let's talk about the obvious stuff, like okay. your gut-related stuff, yes. right? It could affect you um, having bloating, heartburn, pain in the GI tract in this area, in the abdominal area. Then if you think about everything else, it could affect your brain, your memory, dementia they're finding out in Parkinson's, how really? your gut impacts it. So yeah. not pooping can make you forget things. No, no, it's not <laughs> the pooping. Go on that trip. It's okay. No. <laughs> it's, it's, so there's this um, molecule called LPS, lipopolysaccharides. This gets broken. It's a part of our normal bacteria. I'll try not to get too crazy with this, mm -hmm. <laughs> but LPS, it's in under like normal levels in a healthy gut. But if someone gets leaky gut, which is when there's a lot of inflammation in there, when they're eating a lot of things they're sensitive to, these junctions that hold our gut lining together, they start to separate. And then that LPS that's in normal levels, typically in a healthy gut, starts leaking out of our gut Wow, goes, so your gut literally leaks. Yeah. I thought it was Ooh. just a name. No, that's Ooh, why it's called leaky disgusting. gut. Okay. Is, that, so, is that how yeah. it's like, sorry to call you, it's like IBS as well? Like, IBS could be a symptom of, of leaky gut. Leaky gut. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a symptom, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. There's either IBS, um, there's all these symptoms that come up with IBS, constipation, mm -hmm. diarrhea, discomfort. So here's what happens. The LPS leaks out of our gut, goes into your systemic circulation, which is your bloodstream. From your bloodstream, it could go anywhere. It could go to your liver. I see a lot of people with liver issues recently that aren't alcoholics, that aren't drinking a ton of alcohol. It's just related to their gut. I see a lot of people with dementia, memory issues, because it could go in your blood and go into your brain. They're finding LPS in the brains of people with Parkinson's and dementia. Wow. And Alzheimer's. Wow. Yeah, nervous system issues. Um, it could also go on your skin, right? There's, mm -hmm. When there's inflammation in the gut, we see it on the skin. It could go into your joints and cause autoimmune conditions that cause pain in the joints. It could go really anywhere in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always start at the gut because if someone comes to me with acne, someone comes to me with um, anything really, with thyroid issues, I start, I'm like, let's talk about your diet. Let's talk about your gut. Let's talk about the bowel movements. Even though you're here for this, it's not... That we're not going to isolate your thyroid and just talk about the thyroid. We're going to look at your whole body Absolutely. and see how we can balance it out. Then yeah, because even, just treating one area is like sticking a Band-Aid on it, right? Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to just mask it, right? And also, even at the gut level, right, we're looking at the microbiome. But I like to take it even a step further and look at what's causing the gut issues. Mm. Or did the indigestion start everything because you're so anxious mm. that you're not producing the right enzymes to break down your food 
Wow. Is it? Yeah. So stress can mess up your gut, which messes up everything else. Exactly. Yeah. My goodness. Exactly. It's okay. a working machine. Yeah, and everything works together. Mm. You got to think about your body as we're a part of nature, right? Yeah. And that's why I love naturopathic medicine. When you look back, like in the 1500s, the way we looked at the body, it was humans, animals, plants, minerals. They were all one. Like they were looked at the same way. The way an animal functions is the same way a human functions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way the nature functions, right? Trees, plants, the way they help each other. Like, not, like, by holding hands, but, mm -hmm. like, this tree will create shade for this plant to grow. Yep. And that's how things work. So in our body, our body is trying to just fix itself all the time. Yeah. Our body is trying to be in harmony at all times. So if something's off, it's just working hard to fix something else. Mm -hmm. So we have to trust our bodies. And that's why I don't think you need to biohack your body. You need to help your body do what it's supposed to do. What Interesting. I want to get back to the word biohacking in a second because yeah. because that's a little triggering for me. We have triggers on we have triggers on we the couch today. Yes. <laughs> um, my question to you: What are mm -hmm. some uh, what are some ways and benefits to take care of our gut for people that are listening? Yeah. So some ways they can help their gut. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So some ways the I always like to go back to the basics when you're eating a meal. How what state are you eating in? Like, this is all free stuff you could do, right? Mm -hmm. When a meal arrives in front of you or if you're preparing your meal, what state are you in? What are you thinking about? Are you stressed? Are you not even looking at the food in front of you? I but wish you'd have seen me driving here today because I have a Tesla <laughs> uh -huh. and I had it on auto drive yeah. while I was doing my makeup and eating my scrambled eggs, which was sitting in my center console thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. Mm -hmm. So that probably wasn't the best way to be eating my breakfast. No. <laughs> so. Tell it, text me about your poops later today, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's <laughs> Sorry okay. Cut you off. <laughs> but that's like one of the most helpful things I have my patients do. I'm like, listen, I know this sounds crazy. But before I give you a digestive enzyme, mm -hmm. I want to see if your body, like how can we help your body what it's meant to do? Smell your food. Look at the colors. The reason I say these things is to bring you to the present. If I say smell your food, that means you're automatically here now. Mm -hmm. Looking at your plate, taking it through different senses, looking at it, looking at the colors, smelling it. No senses, right? Um, and also tasting it, chewing it. How are you chewing? How many times did you chew your scrambled breakfast this morning? Did you just um, I would say uh, the, the word I would use to describe my chewing in the car this morning was inhaling. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. I don't do that. I take my time chewing. I love that. I break it down. I went yes. to boarding school. So, you know, if I, if I didn't chew quickly, I didn't get food. The hunger game. <laughs> exactly. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. <laughs> Children's hunger games. <laughs> yep. I um no I chew chew yeah. chew um to like make sure it's disintegrated exactly because yeah. that's where digestion starts right there in the mouth mm -hmm. so I would say so start that's step there. one step one is chewing okay. chewing right there okay um and then the other step would be don't dilute your food with drinking so much water while you're eating I've heard this I've yeah because it yeah. messes up with your digestive enzymes your body is when I say like your body is doing smart. everything it's supposed to it's so smart. As soon as you smell your food, you start producing the enzymes. Your body knows. It's intelligent. starts producing the enzymes that are going to break down the foods you're eating. No way. Yeah. But wow. that's a healthy individual that is present. Do you trust your body, Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, 
look, I have to be honest, like sitting here listening to you talk a lot about mindfulness, mm-hmm. I'm feeling quite guilty because I've been moving states. Yeah. I live in New York now, everybody. I just fly back to do the podcast. But like that process has been so unbelievably stressful that I feel like for the last six weeks I've been living outside of my body and I'm being like there's no other way to put it abusive towards my body with the lack of sleep the you know the eating and doing makeup in the car at the same time like you know Mm. those sorts of things so well no need to feel guilt right let that go because that's also going to bring down your vibration oh god it's gonna make my poops even worse (laughs) that's the next thing i was gonna talk about no i'm kidding (laughs) let go yeah um but but the thing is right like the moment we realize what we're doing that's when we can make the shifts that's all we have to do in life yeah and that's what your body does the moment it catches something that isn't in harmony it tries to make the shifts for us and that's what we have to do no guilt no shaming ourselves it's just like oh wow i learned something and I just realized, even though maybe sometimes for me, it's like I've been doing this for so long that I still I'm like, oh, my God, I re- I didn't realize for the last two weeks I was on autopilot and I wasn't doing the things I normally do. Yeah. No need to beat myself up. Yeah. I just go back to my routine or I'm like, OK, here we are. At yeah. this moment, I change it. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yes. <laughs> OK, so some some more free tips. Yeah. So you smell your food. Sit there, take it in, look at the colors. Yeah. Chew properly. Chew properly. Swallow. What's next? I also like to do a little gratitude statement. Okay. Mm. For anything I want. I typically say what's in front of me. I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you for the food in front of me. We live in such a bubble that we assume that food is accessible to everyone. And honestly, if we step out of our bubble, we realize that we are so lucky to have the things in our lives and I always at every meal I'm like thank you yeah and it doesn't even I don't have to make a list sometimes I have patients make a list of things they're grateful for at the time they're eating to again it's all about shifting your mindset yep um and I think that's why I think prayer was you know doing a prayer before your meals I think back then that's what they did to bring them to the present moment. And yeah, it doesn't necessarily it, have to be religious. It doesn't yeah. have to be religious at all. Yeah. Just, to, uh, well, food is a source of energy that yes. feeds us and yeah. our soul to function every day. Exactly. And, and it's plentiful for, for, you know, for for us at least. Yeah. yeah. We're very lucky. Yeah. And so many are so unfortunate to not even get a meal yeah. a day. at all for you know maybe like a week or something like that so absolutely I'm like I'm grateful that I for me like I guess my gratitude moment is like going to the farmer's market Mm -hmm. and like squeezing the food smelling it and like those are my being in the present moment I feel like actually going but I you know I instacart it sometimes yeah (laughs) just have someone else do it and then you're very grateful to the delivery person Um, and you show that gratitude with a tip don't you yes (laughs) but um it does make you excited about what you're going to put on your plate because you know like it's being Mm handpicked um straight from like farm to table so it does it's a different experience I guess I love that yes I love it love it Gratitude for your food. Absolutely. And I I think, you know, those are just the basics, right? Then other things you want to look at is repairing the gut, right? Those then you want to work with a practitioner to... So I've been told I have leaky gut, but I didn't know what it meant. And I'm absolutely grossed out to know that it's literally leaking things into my system. Into your blood. Yeah, Yeah. that's terrible. Okay, fix that. But you could fix it. And within a couple of months, you can fix it. We have to look at your history of like what caused the leaky gut and repair it. There are things that will help your body repair, you know, avoiding certain foods you're sensitive to for a short amount of time. 
giving your body the nutrients it needs. And also if, let's say, if someone has a history of taking antibiotics for a long time, then we have to feed the body the right probiotics and then feed those new microbes in the system to help them thrive. So it's a whole system that I do with my patients as well. But within a few months, we see changes and you just got to be patient a little bit with natural medicine. Mm. And also, I just say too, I'm like, you could take all the right supplements, you could do all the right protocols by an awesome doctor. But if your mindset isn't right, like you're going to go back to. So you really believe the core of it is that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the natural, the easy approach of just medicine and the science way is a quick fix. Yeah. It's like a Band-Aid, but it's not long-term. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have another question about what do you think about allergies? Do you, at your practice, do you go into... I was going to ask this. We're on the same <laughs> wavelength. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, do you look into allergy testing um, for your clients as well? Like food, food allergies? Yes. Food, do you and believe in them? So here's the thing. Are we talking about actual allergies where we're going to anaphylaxis or are we talking about sensitivities? Sensitivity or things that cause inflammation and okay. allergies. Yeah. For me, I um, my personal experience during the pandemic, I was bored of, yeah. and, you know, I wanted to work out quite a lot and I was eating quite healthy. Mm-hmm. And I just felt bloated and felt mm-hmm. like I was not – I wasn't trying to lose weight but still like – Obviously, we're not doing much during the day, but I was like, I'm not getting my tone or whatever it may be from my workouts. Mm -hmm. And I was really enjoying it. And I was like, something's not right. And I went to a naturopath doctor and we did, they took my blood Mm -hmm. to test my blood with allergies and see to see what was happening Mm -hmm. with my food. And um, I had... Yeah, my results was I'm pretty much have a allergy, not like a severe allergy, but to like cow's milk, sheep's mm-hmm. milk, goat's milk, just like triggering. And then some um, egg whites, mm-hmm. big no-no. Yeah. Um, and then some things were just causing inflammation on my body. Would you yeah. call those food sensitivities or allergies? Sensitivities. 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 Okay. Yeah. And what so is the difference between a true allergy and a sensitivity? Yeah. So we look at different antibodies that show up for allergies versus sensitivities. Mm. And you probably did a food sensitivity test. Mm-hmm. And the way that happens, I do believe in food sensitivities. And I do believe that they change all the time based on the status of your gut. So if I run a, I do run food sensitivity tests for my patients that ask for it. And because it gives them information at where they're at now. Mm-hmm. I do tell them, hey, we're going to retest you or we're going to reintroduce these foods in a month or two, depending on how severe they are. But here's the thing with food sensitivities. Depending on your gut lining, let's say you have leaky gut. If we run a food sensitivity test, you'll probably show sensitivities to everything you're eating, Mm. eating a lot of especially. So let's say you're eating lots of salads and you have leaky gut. There's going to be kale. All the ingredients you put in your salad are probably going to show up on the food sensitivity. And then you're going to be like, oh, I have to stop eating this because it's bad for me. But really, it's because of the status of your gut and because you're eating it at the moment. Wow, I didn't know that. Because again, your body is like, oh, this is these pathogens or these particles. These particles are showing up in my blood. Mm, So now I have to produce all these antibodies and flag them as things that are going to cause inflammation. That's so interesting. And it's such good news for people that have a food sensitivity to say something they really love. Yeah. Like for me, it would be really difficult to give up eggs. Mm -hmm. So you can actually... 
and cheese. Yeah, yeah cheese, and cheese. Yeah. I used to be so sensitive to dairy Me and too, yeah. and cheese. Oh, so anything dairy, which is cheese, right? Yeah. I couldn't. Anytime I ate it, the next day I felt like I had a hangover. I was like, oh my god, I can't function. Like so bad. That sucks. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> like I would go to work and like regular patients. I would have this is like my first year out of school. Cheese is the best thing ever invented. So good, right? <laughs> I remember one day I was sitting with a patient who saw me on a regular basis, and he's like, Sam, are you okay? He's like, are you, did you go out last night? Like he didn't, like really? he was okay asking me that. He's like, you seem a little out of, I was like, no, I ate a lot of cheese. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. was at dinner and I ate all these things. And, and it was like, I had such brain fog. I couldn't function at the same capacity that I was able to function at when I'm not eating the things I'm sensitive to. But now I could have cheese at a certain capacity, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna eat it all day, every day, yeah. but I could have it here and there. Everything in moderation, in my opinion. So you would say heal the gut first and yes. then take those sensitivity tests and then find out what the next steps are from there. Yeah, or if you wanna know in the present moment what you're sensitive to, Mm. then you could do it and reduce those things while you're healing your gut because your body has picked it up as things that you're sensitive to right now. Mm. So right. your body is producing antibodies and causing inflammation. But I would say if, like, let's say we ran yours and dairy came up, this and that, I would say we still need to avoid it for a little bit while uh, we're healing your gut. Every morning I, in Australian culture as well, like eggs – or yep. like breakfast staple. Straight up, yep. And for so many years I had eggs and training for Victoria's Secret and the shows, I would have like boiled eggs and almond butter and just like I – in my test it was egg whites was like causing so much inflammation in my body and I realised for so many years when I was trying to be in lingerie and do swimsuits and I was eating eggs in the morning and I was feeling bloated. It yeah. For so many years, it was causing me to feel bloated and like feel like crap when I was about to do it, like a really important photo shoot. Yeah. I was so upset with myself. <laughs> but I'm maybe like, I can, wish. Yeah, maybe you like, can fix it. Well, now it's fixed, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. I love ice cream though, so. Yeah. yeah. And listen, everything in moderation. And I take it out and yeah. I just have it in moderation today. Exactly. And, yeah. It's like you don't have to go extreme with it. Yeah. I'm not, I Again, 80-20 rule. Absolutely. Right. She so, said it. Yeah. She said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, today's trigger word, biohacking. <laughs> so, look, I actually have it in my Instagram bio that I biohack because okay. I am uh, – I'm, I'm really fascinated by a lot of the practices that, you know, are part of biohacking. Yeah. But you're not a fan. I'm just not a fan of the word. Okay. Tell me why. Because a lot of the terms or a lot of the things – that fall under biohacking, they're actually nature cure. And they okay. were developed by naturopathic doctors back in the day, like hydrotherapy. You know mm -hmm. how you see people doing ice baths and sauna? Yeah. Hydrotherapy is like ancient and it's been done for centuries and it's not a biohack actually. It's actually nature cure. It's okay. something to support your body to heal, to push your immune system, help support your immune system. I'm pro the word supporting what our body naturally does. When I hear the word biohacking, I think about there's something wrong with my body, which is inherently against what I think, what, what my values are and what my motto is in healing. I think the body has the innate capacity to heal. The body is built to do what it's supposed to do and no one needs to hack it. You just need to give it the right things. You just need to support it and your body doesn't need to be hacked. When I think about 
biohacking, I think about we think that our body isn't able to do what it's supposed to do, and I have to hack what it naturally does to get a certain outcome. It well, also sort of feels like maybe, you know, biohacking insinuates taking some sort of shortcut to health. Yeah. 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 Which why I kind of love. <laughs> yeah. Well, Georgia, why yeah. do you like biohacking? Like, what do you believe in? Well, I got into it because I have such a demanding lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I'm a DJ. I, you know, sometimes I'll go three days without seeing a bed. I frequently sleep upright on planes or at least try to. Yeah. Um, my sleep patterns are shit. Um, I, I don't think I've had a home-cooked meal in about two months with all this moving. It's just been nonstop mm. Postmates. So for me, like doing little things like doing the apple cider vinegar trick and that kind of thing is in my brain I'm going, I'm doing something to take care of myself. Yeah. But really I'm probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I probably, I probably need to just stop for a minute, incorporate some mindfulness and actually give my body what, which, what it needs, which is probably thousands of hours of sleep at this point. <laughs> and listen, I get it. And I think the word biohacking does match where our society is at now. Right. Which, mm -hmm. listen, I, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my mind, we are just, when I think about how the way we're running, right, running our lives, we're so disconnected mm -hmm. from everything. Yeah. And that's why we need the word biohacking because yeah. it's like, oh, like you said, right, you haven't slept, go do an ice bath to have more energy. Yeah. When instead it could be like, hey, Georgia, go take a nap. Let's talk about the foundations of health. Yeah. Let's make sure you're sleeping properly. Make let's make sure you're drinking enough water. Let's make sure even if you're postmating your food, listen, nothing wrong with that. Let's have like a list of three of your favorite healthy places that can send them to you 80% of the time. Yeah. 20% of the time? Yeah. Let's have whatever it is that you want to do, yeah. right? So incorporating that balance. And I think biohacking matches the energy of where our society is at, which I think is the biggest problem in our lives. I actually agree listening to you, and it makes me kind of want to go into my Instagram and change my bio. Change bio. So what should I do now? <laughs> do yeah. it now. We need to see this. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Let's do it now. What, She's doing it. What, what word should I uh, replace it with? 80-20, baby. Yeah. No, but like, yeah. what, would, what would be like a, a, a naturopath's word to replace biohacking? Getting rid of biohacking. <laughs> you can actually just delete. Just, yeah, just delete it. Okay. My body knows what's up. It says DJ <laughs> and music producer. The next line is biohacker. Right. Put, a, put a line through it. I'm good. Mindful of my body. Um, yeah. Yes. Put mindfulness of my body. My body knows what All right. to do. Mindfulness. What's your mindfulness love you. in there? Okay, for everybody who just thinks I'm full of shit. Um, I don't know. Technically, you, probably, you might you be Georgia. Can't see, but Shanice. <laughs> no. Right now, <laughs> she's not full of shit, but that was, you know, the, the joke, guys. Yes, guys, it's a poop joke. We love, uh, we love toilet humor on eighty twenty. Um, so, look, Shanina, what does that say? Oh, mindfulness. It doesn't say biohacker anymore. Yeah. There you go. I love it. I love it. Yes, I'm all for allowing my body to do what it needs to do. And I was looking at your page about birth control mm -hmm. Ooh, let's talk about that because i recently got rid of my iud and we're on a very 
we're on a journey with our birth control at the moment. We're um, using natural cycles, the app, yeah. except we both forget to take our temperatures all the time. So no, we're <laughs> not really using natural cycles. We're so busy, we can't even keep up with our natural state. Yeah. What do you think about birth control and on a holistic approach? Yeah, listen, birth control plays a role in our hormones, right? So we're getting synthetic hormones. And I was on birth control for seven years from the time I was 17 because I was diagnosed with PCOS at 17 to I think I was 24, mm. right? I was, I was 24 or 25 when I got off of it. My whole personality changed when I wow. got off of my birth control. I like I wasn't processing things properly, my emotions, I was so disconnected from myself. Mm. And I just feel terrible for people that are on birth control because first of all, I was reading reading this article about how even the way you pick your mate changes when you're on birth control. I heard this. Do you what? think that's true? I mean, I don't know. It could be. It's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 80-20. It's 50-50. I know. I think I, yeah, that is not 80-20. It's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know when I was dating someone at that point, I broke up with them. Like after a few months of getting off that birth You're control. You're like, sorry, sorry, it's not you. It's the pill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm all about, listen, some people, if they have issue with contra- – like it plays a role in contraceptives – if, there, if you're not capable of keeping track of your cycle, I would say find all these other ways first before you go to that. I'm not a big fan, but I'm also not the person that's going to go to every single patient and be like, you must get off of this now or else I, you can't be my patient. I meet people where they're at. But I think the risks that come with birth control, like the nutrient deficiencies that I see in patients that are on birth control, the mood issues that like they come and they're like, oh, I have all these different mood issues. And I'm like, okay, we can mask it with Let's give you the nutrients that, you know, that will help you a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're taking synthetic hormones. That's going to change the way your natural rhythm is supposed to go. Yeah. I was on it for 20 years. Wow. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Because it was used by my doctor and, you know, rightly so because it actually saved me from getting osteoporosis, I found out, Um, to give me a fake dosage of hormones Mm -hmm. because my prolactinoma, which was the type of tumor that I had, drastically raised my prolactin levels, which cut off other things. So my doctor used the birth control pill to give me a boost of those hormones. Mm -hmm. But I I sort of wonder, like, you know, I've dated some questionable man. I wonder if that wouldn't have happened if I'd have been off the pill. Blame it. Blame it on the – like, look back on your memories of the list of things you've done. You're like, oh, that's when I was on birth control. Yes, yes. All the toxic (laughs) boyfriends came from uh, taking Yasmin. Don't sue me. I wasn't consistent with birth control because I was my mantra was like allow my body to do mm-hmm. what it naturally does. Yeah. Obviously, it's here and there depending on my relationship. That was, but I like for years. No, I wasn't on birth control. I could never say yeah. I was like on birth control for years. And I did have a um, tracker, and it did help for years and years and years. And then what tracker was that? Um, the P tracker. Oh, what you pee on it? No, no, no. Like you just uh, you type in when your cycle is coming and going, and then it kind of tracks where you're ovulating. So it's like a less advanced version of natural cycles. Yeah. And by the way, we're not sponsored by natural cycles, but if they want to sponsor us, <laughs> no, we're not sponsored. <laughs> go but for it. Uh, yeah, I did a pee tracker, and that helped, and except for the one time we're now today, I have my son, which so, is a blessing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've spoke about this before, is because uh, after I got COVID, excuse me, yeah. after I got COVID. Um, it just messed up my cycle, I guess, yes. for that month. 
and that's the thing. It's like so many people's cycles got affected by COVID. I saw yeah. so many patients with that. And yeah, if your cycle, if you can't keep track of it, because there's only a certain period or a certain window where you could get pregnant mm. when you're ovulating. And if you... Yeah, that was the one time. Yeah. And yeah. Whoopsie, happy yes. accident. Yeah. He was supposed <laughs> to be here. Yeah. He was supposed to be here. So, so what are some alternatives yeah. to the birth control pill for contraception? It would really have to be... I mean, condoms, number yeah. one, right? Yeah. Um, no glove, no love. <laughs> <laughs> but really being regular. If you are keeping track of your cycle, you have to be really good about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't have sex during the time when you're ovulating if you really don't want to get pregnant. But there's also days, like let's say you're ovulating for one day, but if you have sex like four days before that, sperm can survive for a certain amount of days. What? That yeah. long? It can yeah. live. So it yeah. live. Because I always, th I always thought in my brain, you know, if I want to get pregnant, don't you have to stick your legs in the air up against the wall or something? Or is that just in the movies? In no. the movies. Okay. It's literally, <laughs> it is quite of a beautiful aspect if you think about it. Like once a month, an egg drops. Yeah. One egg. And yeah. it's just, just like one. the luck of... Which Some sperm like sitting around, you know, and three, 72 hours. Well, like millions of sperm, really, isn't it? Not like, all of them. It's just one. Just like, one. They'll you die off. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like that egg drops and it meets. It's like that's it, the lock. And it only happens like on one particular day. Yeah. That's amazing. It is crazy. It's a miracle. It's it like is miracle. so beautiful, right? Yeah. But, um, and then, but if you're not ready, then you're like, oh, how do I prevent this yeah. miracle, this from happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to be really regimented with the days that you're ovulating. If you have irregular cycles, and I would give it an even bigger window of time where you're not having sex. Yeah. Um, and then just condoms, I think. Yeah. Is it true that you can sync your cycle to the moon? Yes. It is. Yeah. It is. How do you do it? I don't know the... But why would we do it? I'm just curious. Like, no, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, like why would you want to do it? Yeah. I think it just happens. It's not even like you have to do it. But I was reading this really cool book that actually made me want to have children after I read this book. Oh, wow. It's called Womb Awakening. Womb it's like... Awakening. Yeah. Womb Awakening. W-O-M-B. Like your womb. Yeah. yeah. Awakening. And it not, talks not, not room with a list. Not room. With a speech environment. Sorry. No, I'm Sorry, I'm Australian. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. But this book talks about just how connected women are, or human beings, to the earth, to the rhythms of the sun and the moon, and how, listen, I think we just need more exposure to sunrises and sunsets, and your body will regulate to it. We just need to be out in, out in nature. To regulate with so it. So for or me, like, when the moon rises, you get up. When the sun rises, that's you go to sleep. No, I'm joking. So, <laughs> so I want to know what your cycles are like. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I really haven't really had one, had one in a yeah. long time because yeah. of, of the IUD. Uh, yeah. Recently got off it and had, I think they call it a withdrawal bleed. Uh -huh. But I haven't had my first period yet, so I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah let us know. Yeah. Because that also affects it. And then sometimes people will bleed with the full moon and then will ovulate with the new moon or vice versa, ovulate with the full moon but you can have your period any time of the month right yeah. it's just like the moon impacts the waves in the ocean it does yeah so yep. how do we think it doesn't affect our rhythms in our body right it's so this we're earth, like 90 percent water on yeah body. exactly and bacteria no. <laughs> and a whole bacteria yeah, we're just water and bacteria swimming mm -hmm. <laughs> we are. something i've always found really fascinating is groups of girlfriends mm -hmm. sinking 
Yeah. And I heard, tell me, tell me if you agree with this or, or you've heard the same thing. I heard it's from back, back in the caveman days where, you know, one caveman would get lots of different women pregnant. It was so the women would sync up so mm-hmm. that the caveman would go and, like, mate with all the women and then they'd all be pregnant together and, you know, raising the family together while the caveman went off and went went off and hunted or something like that. I mean, honestly, it makes sense. I don't know if that's a story. It's 50-50 again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think back in the day, there was was so much community involvement because women would just hang out and raise the kids together. Like everyone did things together. It wasn't like, oh, we're a family unit and we're removed from everyone else. So there was so much community with the woman especially. Yeah. So it makes sense that they were all... And then for us, like with our friends, I see that happen a lot. If you're spending a lot of time together. Right. Mm-hmm. Not if you're across the world, you're not going to cycle things. We're synced. You're talking. There you go. You heard it first. <laughs> 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 we're COVID synced too. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about that before as well. We always catch COVID at the same time, even if we're in different countries. Uh, yeah. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, so much. So so, so I'm a new patient. Mm-hmm. I come to you. Mm-hmm. I say, I've got inflammation, yeah. brain fog, you know, acne, whatever. Yeah. You look at mindfulness, you look at the gut. Anything else? I run a bunch of labs. Okay. So mm. even though, like, we sit together and talk about all of this, I still like to see numbers, yeah. right? I want to see, let's look at your microbiome. Have you killed everything off with antibiotics? You know, because again, there's a time and place for things. Mm -hmm. So if you've taken antibiotics even five years ago, has your gut recovered from that? Do we need to do anything to help with that? Um, So we start there. I also run labs to look at your nutrient levels. Um, If once I sit with you for an hour, I know if, have you been exposed to a lot of toxins? So then we'll run a toxin panel to see, you know, it depends on someone's lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I run a bunch of functional labs to look at the functions of the body so I can really help with removing things that are in there that shouldn't be there and also adding things like the nutrients or if you need support with probiotics, different things to help your body just be at its optimal level. Amazing. To, yeah. yeah to Sign do what me it's up. supposed to do. I know. I <laughs> yeah. want to come in next week. I know. I will. <laughs> I know. Well, it sounds like we both really need you right now. Yeah. Thank you. Well... I think everyone can always benefit from knowing how their body's functioning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I have a lot of patients that come to me that are like, hey, nothing's really going on. I just want to see what's going on with my body and how can I support my body best. Mm-hmm. So they just want to optimize their health. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love I yeah. love that proactivity. You exactly. Know? Like, let's see what's good. Like, let's see where I'm at because a lot of times symptoms don't show up yeah. until it's too late. We right? shouldn't wait till yeah. something's broken. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about prevention. I so. want to feel like my best self as well exactly. and just with everything that I do in my life. So, and health is number one, so important. Yeah. So I think I advise everyone to take care of their health. It's number one is really, really important. We've got nothing if you don't have your health. Absolutely. I remember learning, I mean, that through going through my illness, that was the biggest lesson I got out of it. I thought, well, all these other hopes and dreams that I have, you know, all this other stuff that I want to achieve mm-hmm. and get in my life, what's the point? Yes. If I'm bedridden, or you know, I or I've lost my balance and can't see because I have this huge tumor on my head. Like, yeah. what does any of that mean? It means absolutely zero. So. Nothing, yeah. right? And a lot of people learn that when that happens, when like a chronic illness comes up for them, they're like, "Wow, what do I really value in this life? What am I doing with my days that I have on this planet? And how can I really improve the quality of my life? Because that's what it's about, yeah. at least in my eyes. It's 
the the number of days we have on this planet, how can we just feel our best? And it doesn't mean you have to be obsessed with health. Like yeah. I, I do see people that have destroyed their health by being too obsessed, right? Yeah. Then they're 80, 20, always baby. 80, 20. And that's why I always talk about yeah. 80, 20, right? Yeah. And 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 honestly, that's why like going back to the biohacking situation. I see a lot of people that get so caught up with all the machines that they have to use and all the things they have to do mm. where they're like, oh, I want to lift till I'm 180 years old. But really it's like, hey, like we all have a certain amount of time on this planet. Mm. How can we live a really good quality of life? Mm. And what does that mean to you? What does a good quality of life mean to you? Yeah. And then once you know what that means, then you could really lay out the plan of how you want to live your days. Yeah, I love it. Touche. Dr. Sam, tell me, you're based in LA. Yes. Where do people find you? Like on social media? Well, or anywhere, in like in person, <laughs> on social media. How do we stalk you, Dr. Sam? Yeah. <laughs> you could stalk me at dr.sam.nd. Stalk me. Amazing. All you want. <laughs> Lots of information on your page as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's. I try to put out a lot of information as I'm learning, as I'm expanding my knowledge, because I'm going to be a student for life, right? Yeah. So as I'm learning things, I share it with my um, following on Instagram, with my patients. Um, and then also my practice is a concierge practice. So what does I that mean? So I come to my patients. So Really? I go to your home. Wow. So I don't have an office that anyone can show up at. Okay. Don't get too hard with the stalking. You can't show up at my office. Yeah. <laughs> can't hide anything from you because you're coming to the house. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I come to the house for the first visit or if they want to do a Zoom call. So that's how my practice works. Um, but I would say just Instagram is the best way to find me. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much Yay. for coming on. Thank you. So informative. Yes. Thank you. And we'll be, you'll be seeing us soon. Yep. Oh, you're going to see us soon at our yes. house. <laughs> I'll be coming over soon. <laughs> um, thank you guys for having me. Okay. I think it's so powerful what you guys are doing with your podcast, with the platform that you have. Getting this information out there because the more knowledge is out there, the more awareness there is of natural therapies, just life in general. Thank so you. that's yes. awesome that you're dedicating your life and your time to this. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Appreciate we appreciate you. it. Thank you. This is awesome.